Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm an award-winning life coach and mentor, two times best-selling author, law of attraction YouTuber, speaker, and badass entrepreneur. My mission is to awaken and inspire women to turn their dream life into an abundant reality and to help them create their positively wealthy life full of abundance, happiness, and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much guys for joining me for another one of my Spiritual Queens Badass Podcast episodes. I am super, super excited to have the lovely Mira Manek with us today. So Mira, if you don't know, is the author of best-selling cookbook Saffron Soul and Prajna, a book on Ayurvedic rituals. Mira has her own online chai brand, Chai by Mira, and has trained in breath work. She is also an integrated health practitioner and speaks at events and festivals. Welcome to the show, Mira. Thank you so much for having me and for the lovely introduction, Emma. It's wonderful to be here with you. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so excited for this conversation. So one question that I will always ask every guest when they come on is, when did you spiritually awaken? What's your story? Such an interesting question and not one that I've really thought about, but it definitely happened in India. And I think it's, I would say at the age of 12, I went for my first um, what we call gathas, and I've written about it in my book about my spiritual leader um, who I started following at quite a young age. And I went and I went with my sister for the first time to a little town. And he does these nine day recitals all over India and all over the world, really. He's done them in London and America and Canada and all over, like Dubai, all places. And I went to the one, to a one in, in India in the middle of like this large, or this small village, but lots and lots of people. Like you could literally get lost in the, lost in, lost in the masses of people. And I just was magnetized and pulled by the draw that he had, but also by everything he was saying. And I remember coming back feeling like I'd been to a different planet and I couldn't quite fathom how to immerse myself in normal life back in London. And it, and then from then onwards, going back and forth from India to London or the, to these different nine day recitals around the world, which I got sort of into and addicted to, I, I guess I learned how to live between the two and have this more open life. But the first time I went, I think it was when I was 12 and it was pretty, um, 
it was an awakening experience and one that I don't remember in terms of what it did to me or how I felt, but I do remember coming back feeling very transformed. Amazing, amazing. And it's amazing that you had that at such a young age as well, where, um, you know, it was just kind of brought into your awareness and you had those skills moving forward throughout your teens and sort of young adulthood. So how did that kind of experience then sort of shape your later years? Did you feel like you had more awakenings as you've, you know, um, you know, come into adulthood and gone through like your adult years? Like how, how did you find that that experience at 12 kind of shaped, shaped the path for you as such? It really did shape the path for me, I feel. And it's not something that I lost. It's something that I guess I progressed in and realized that actually, you know, spirituality is also play. You know, it's also enjoying this world. It's also working and doing the normal things and yet maybe dabbling in and understanding what the world is all about. And um, I guess my root was the Indian scriptures and India and but it, it you know the root can be anything but then more and more and as time went along as I got older and as I traveled India more and also traveled the world more I realized that I found that same feeling in a lot of different places and it didn't really matter sometimes whether it was India or not yes India does ha- have a does still have a draw for me and it always has had um, and it feels like home when I reach there but there are so many other places where I do feel that feeling. And I think that's the beauty of spirituality. It's, there is no real definition, but it's something that is ever changing. And something that once you've found something other than what you're living in the world, in, you know, human life, um, you connect with people in a different way. You can connect with the world in a different way. I guess you see nature in different ways and you can lose that sense of spirituality, otherness, of consciousness. But when you've felt it once, you can feel it again. And it's really nice to get that feeling again. And it's almost like if you haven't had that recharge or that plug, that's what I call it. When I go to India, I go to one of these recitals. I feel like I get that recharge. I feel like I put that socket of I guess spirituality, even though I don't necessarily call it that, I put that socket, I mean, that plug into the socket and I recharge my spiritual batteries. And I feel like it brings back that connection with the inner self, with the absolute, with just knowing that there is something other than this world and let's not get too caught up in it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love how you put that. So your main teachings are Ayurveda and the teachings of Ayurveda. So for those who don't know what Ayurveda is, first of all, can you explain what is Ayurveda and what are your top rituals? Yes, Ayurveda. So as I, as you know, I've written a book on Ayurveda and um, Ayurveda is a system of medicine or healing from India born thousands of years ago and it still is very relevant today as it was when it was born and I guess the reason for that is that you know the world might have changed things might have changed and actually we've developed in science and medicine but actually the principle still remain which is that every single person's body is different to each other and therefore the constitution is different and therefore what we um, eat how we live can vary person to person and that's why it's important to sometimes understand what body type you are and understand what works well for you but at the same time there are key ayurvedic principles 
which are really guiding principles of human life to live by. It doesn't have to be called Ayurvedic, but a lot of these ancient systems, whether it's Chinese medicine or, or Ayurveda, they all speak the same language. One is that the bodies, all our bodies are different, made up of different constitutions, earth, fire, air, you know, all these elements, we're, we're sort of a makeup of all these. Secondly, that our bodies go according to the circadian rhythm, which is the rhythm of the sun and therefore waking up and waking up early um, when the sun wakes up or as close to this when the sun wakes us up as we possibly can, depending on which country we live in. And trying to match our digestion according to the rhythm of the sun. So understanding that your digestion your, or your digestive fire, which is what we call it in Ayurveda, the Agni, is mimics the sun. So when the sun is at its strongest, which is at midday, that's when your digestion is at its strongest. And so if you go according to that, then you know that you have to have your largest meal, ideally at lunchtime. Now it's it, go, go according to the 80-20 rule, which is you know what you do 80% of the time that matters. So sometimes we may not be able to do that. Sometimes our life isn't conducive to having a large lunch and a small dinner and an early dinner. But if we can try and change, make those small changes, slowly or 80% of the time and see what difference that makes to us, that really matters. And then there are other principles. And I thought, let me, before I go on, just read like three few lines from the Ayurveda section where I introduce Ayurveda in my book, because it sort of just gives a, a lovely introduction. At the heart of Ayurveda is balance and living in tune with nature. When you eat, such as having your largest meal at lunchtime, when the sun is at its strongest, and therefore the digestive fire is also at its strongest, is just as important as what you eat and how much you eat. So it's really important to understand that all these things matter, not just one. So for example, one of the things I haven't mentioned here and I go into in my book is if you're eating the right things and with the right nutrients, which are good for your body type, but you're actually in a very stressed state when you're eating, so you're constantly in... Um, fight or flight mode or in the sympathetic nervous system, then you won't be able to necessarily absorb the nutrients from your food. So it's really important to try and make sure that holistically you're getting all the right things so you're sleeping well, you're not stressed. And if you are stressed, then take a few deep breaths before you eat so that you can ensure that you arrive in the present moment, that you're registering what you're eating and actually the food will be digested because the scientifically our body is doing process, other processes and working on releasing other hormones if we're in a very stressed mode. And sometimes we don't realize we're stressed until much later. And often we're running on overdrive and stress more, more than we even realize, which is, you know, constantly sometimes. Um, and movement and yoga go hand in hand with food and keeping the mind at ease and not allowing for stresses is an essential part of the package. So I touch on all those things, which is, you know, it's a whole holistic package and that's what Ayurveda is about. It's a lifestyle. It's not just let's eat well or let's eat cooked foods, which is also an important thing, or let's not eat too many snacks. It's also about what you're doing other than that. You know, if you're not sleeping well, that will have an impact on your food as well. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting because when I found out about Ayurveda a few years ago and sort of like, so I'm sure I'm Pitta, but I could be wrong. I need to go back and revisit it, but I'm sure I'm Pitta. Um, you know, from learning that and exploring it, it was really amazing because it opened up my eyes exactly to what, like you said, of like how actually by eating the right foods to support my body, to support what it needs, it really does make a big difference. And like you say, 
how we eat as well it is a ritual isn't it of like how you prepare your food how you sit down to eat the food it's not just shove it in and you know hope for the best like everything is a ritual like you say your sleep routine how you live your life so I love that it is that kind of lifestyle as such because they I think some people can think Ayurveda is quite should we say you know um, maybe difficult to kind of integrate into their life or oh I haven't got time for that or whatever you know whatever the excuse is but actually like you say even integrating things like yoga each day I love doing yoga and it's something I really enjoy doing so I think there's so many different things that are accessible to people which they relate to um, which can also really help so I love I love how you explain it's about finding what works for you because it doesn't need to be necessarily yoga or um you know the rituals that I recommend it you know it's running could be your form of meditation or walking could be enough because you're you know you I, I, I don't know you don't have time to do anything else or weightlifting might be your way of getting exercise in the day and that's totally fine so it's just finding what works for you what gives you that movement also gives you and makes your body stronger um, or makes you feel um, alive and energetic and what gives you um, a positive energy in the day you know if the sun is shining can you go out can you make sure you go out for a walk because you know that's such a great thing to do so doing things that you can fit in your day and that work for you but also working on both the um, movement and exercise side but also the calming side Mm, definitely definitely or to help that nervous system absolutely um so another part of what you do you're a very busy lady you've got your chai brand which is chai by Mira which is very nice I've tried some by the way guys it's lovely um so you talk about the benefits of spices of chai and digestion so just for anybody listening who is not familiar with the benefits what are the benefits of um you know drinking these using these in our cooking etc Yeah, that's a great one. So Ayurveda does really touch on, and one of the principles of Ayurveda is really just having spices in your diet, whether that's cooking with spices or drinking spices. Each and every spice has its own plethora of benefits, um, and they're all very good for digestion in different ways. So when I say cooking with spices, we're not talking about chili food. We're talking about even if you're making a stir fry or you're putting sweet potatoes in the oven, can you maybe sprinkle some cumin seeds with your oil or can you fry some cumin and mustard seeds when you're stir frying your courgettes? Um, You know, it could also be herbs, but the point is that adding these spices to your food allows the food to be enhanced in terms of its digestion. And for example, asafoetida is something we use in pulses and Uh, beans and those sorts of things because pulses beans lentils can actually cause flatulence and asafoetida counteracts that so in your initial oil if you can put a little bit of asafoetida and then put in your lentils your pulses whatever it is you will feel that gas a lot less so there's a reason for every spice in the tin in the spice box as such but also if you can for example ayurveda recommends a tea that is um, good for all body types which is a combination of cumin seeds, fennel seeds, and coriander seeds. Um, And you literally just combine them in equal proportion, put them in a jar, and you put half a teaspoon or a teaspoon into your hot water, either boil it or just put hot water in your mug. And then you can sip on that tea, let it steep for a little while so that the the spices infuse into the hot water or boil it. And you'll see the water becomes a little bit translucent, yellow or green, 
and it has a bit of flavor, but it's not a bad flavor. And if you can sip on that during the day, either hot or cold, it doesn't really matter, as in room temperature or hot, um, it will just help with your digestion. And if you can't do all those three, then maybe just choose one. And if you can't, if you have ginger, ginger powder at hand and it's winter time. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. When you feel quite cold, like I get quite, um, my circulation is quite bad and I do get cold. So ginger powder is a great one and it's anti-inflammatory, but it was also very warming. So I put a bit of ginger powder or grated ginger into my hot water and drink it like that. So there's so many different spices. Cinnamon is really warming and it also has that wonderful sweetness experiments you know maybe look up some of the spices and see what issues you might have is it digestion is it flatulence is it the you know the poor circulation that you get cold all the time what is it like you have I mean you know what could actually work for you and all the spices have such an, such amazing benefits that if you just sprinkle them on everything they will add flavor but also they will add flavor and they'll be good for you um, in terms of chai, and that's why also chai is a brilliant um, drink to have. It's just warming. It has seven spices. All seven spices have their own benefits in different proportions, of course. And they are mixed with coconut sugar. And coconut sugar is obviously got sweetness it's a type of sugar so you don't want to have like five cups a day you want to have like maybe two cups a day or something that will sort of satisfy that sweet tooth and that's what I think this chai does it's such a warming comforting drink but it's not super sweet and it's also got that natural earthy sweetness which coconut sugar has and I think it lends itself deliciously to a drink like chai it tastes a little bit like jaggery if you know what jaggery is it's delicious and 
Equally, coconut sugar is slightly healthier as well, and it doesn't spike your blood sugar as quickly as normal sugar does. Um, but yeah, if you're diabetic or if you're really watching your sugar, then you shouldn't be having five, seven cups a day. But it is a warming, delicious, sweet drink. You can just stir it into hot milk. And there's so many different flavors that we have, chocolate chai, golden chai, and chai, and cardamom. So then there's seven spices, they're all delicious, and they're in a lovely proportion. So that really works well. So yeah, ideally, you want to sprinkle spices on food and drink. And that's one of the principles of Ayurveda. I love that. And coconut sugar is my absolute favorite. I switched to it this year and honestly, best decision I made switching away from white cane sugar. Um, I love it. Have it on my porridge, have it everywhere. So um, it's so yummy. I think it tastes, well, the one I have anyway, um, it tastes a little bit like coffee, I think sometimes. Really? I'm like, oh, it tastes quite coffee-ish, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me. (laughs) That's interesting. I've not heard that before. I never thought that before, but now that you mentioned porridge chai porridge is a delicious one as well so sprinkling that chai mix that of mine onto porridge a lot of people do that especially with their kids and that's also really really yummy lovely I'm gonna try that I'm gonna try that um so how can people then heal their relationship with their food so this is something you're really passionate about so how did you heal your relationship with food yeah I am passionate about this and this is not something I've yet openly spoken about on Instagram or that many podcasts, but it is something that I write about in my book. And it's something that has brought about this whole journey because I grew up eating such um, nutritious, good, you know, home cooked Indian food, which I sort of lost because I kind of went along with those fads of having um, snacks all the time and, you know, doing Weight Watcher diets and all of that. And I think that lingered for a while I lost my hair a lot and I was yo-yoing in terms of my weight and that's all I cared about I thought being thin is equivalent to being healthy that's exactly what I thought and I can't quite believe I thought that in terms of healing that relationship I would say the key principle is understanding what firstly be present when you're eating secondly really try and understand what's in your food and that for me has become a real Um, important factor, you know, learning about food, learning about nutrition, doing my integrated health practitioner course, um, and really understanding what goes in my food and what macros are, macronutrients are. And I know people go on about macros and diets, but understanding that and being able to see what's in your plate, what's on your plate. So being able to eyeball, so being able to eyeball your food and being able to see that, okay, I have this many vegetables, I have you know, one toast or one roti or whatever it is. And I have um, some grains, I have some pulses and maybe some cottage cheese and maybe some tofu. So making sure that you have the, the a bit of protein, a bit of carbohydrate and a bit of veg and lots of vegetables on your plate um, once or twice a day, if you can, is really important. And also eating at home. Um, being able to cook your food sometimes. And if you are going out, you know, it's fine to eat out, being able to make the right choices or taking some food with you as well. So you don't get to that hunger point. I think the other problem is that sometimes we crash, we get to that hunger point, we're famished. This will happen, when it happens to me, I just want something sweet. Like I, I will grab the next dark chocolate or, and none of these things are bad, but when they're used as a replacement to a meal because you're just hungry, that's not a good thing because then you'll continue to snack through the day. So how do you avoid that sudden dip? Well, making sure that you actually have those meals on time 
um, when your body's ready and wanting the meal and making sure that you have a fulfilling, nourishing and wholesome meal, not something that, you know, looks really pretty, but doesn't fill you up or, or you know, just some vegetables because as, as good as vegetables are, they're not gonna fill you up by themselves, um, you know, unless you have some sweet potato in there or if you have something something a little bit carb rich in, 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 those, in those vegetables. Um, obviously it depends on the time of day and what else you've eaten in the day. Um, but essentially try and really make sure that you have a balance of food groups in each meal. Um, and also understanding why it's important that we have protein in our diet. You know, as an Indian, especially growing up in an Indian household, which is vegetarian, we don't have enough protein in our diet. Um, dal, of course, lentils are great. They have protein, but they're only 40% protein. And it's fine not to have protein, but if you're doing workouts and if you're running or if you're doing lots of exercise, then you do need a lot more protein in your diet. And I think all of this has become really important to me because I, yo -yo I have yo-yoed in my life in terms of my body weight. I also have broken two bones. So I guess I was nutritionally deficient in, in vitamins at some point in my life. And I wasn't really supplementing my diet with supplements. And I think that's really important. And understanding your body over time, you'll realize what your body needs and wants and listening to that. Uh, I do cave into having snacks and Ayurveda doesn't, Ayurveda says we shouldn't snack between meals because we want our digestive fire to open up and ignite for the next meal to come. And I do snack, but I think sometimes when you do want that snack, stack on the right stuff, you know, keep things ready. And that I think for, for me has been keep preparation mm -hmm. and keeping things ready so that you're not you know launching onto the nothing's bad but you know not launching onto the very um things that are going to spike spike your blood sugar or your insulin very quickly um you know when you get hungry going for a piece of toast or going for a i don't know some chocolate or and all of that will spike your blood sugar but if you're hungry and or you just want to nibble on something with your with your cup of tea you know what else can you have that can that won't spike you that much or if you're just wanting to nibble on something can you just keep some carrot sticks handy um you know what can you actually prepare for yourself so that you're not going into that snack cupboard mm, so so true and I, I agree like preparation definitely has been key with me over the years and yeah like you say instead of um they always say don't they like don't go to a supermarket when you're hungry because you're just gonna like buy all the worst things because you're like food 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 so I think definitely the more we can prepare and be more conscious, like you say, with our choices and more aware, definitely sets you up for success. Absolutely. I love those tips. So over the last year and a half, obviously, times have changed massively for all of us around the world. And we've had to adapt. We've had to, you know, go with the flow. We've had to really kind of yeah take life as it comes at us each day each month etc so how have you flowed with change throughout COVID throughout lockdown and what are your top tips for being able to flow with change I think change is just one of those things that if you don't get used to it and you don't ease into it life will teach you that things change all the time and you've just got to do it and so I love this Alan Watts quote um about you know going with the wave because the wave will go no matter what and if you're going against it it will still go but you'd rather be going with it so really easing into what change is about and which is that life is the, the only constant in life is change so understanding that 
I think really helps us understand that there will always be a new normal and that it's beautiful holding on to memories, but let those be memories and don't mourn the loss of those memories so much. And you no, know, there, there is of course mourning involved. I'm just saying that understand that there will be a new normal and that you will learn to love that new normal as well. Um, I think change is a really important thing to ease into. And I think the quicker you can realize and the quicker you can accept that things will change constantly, relationships will change, people in your life will change, the more beautiful life will become because actually variety is such a wonderful thing as well. Um, and there is beauty in, in that as well. Mm, it's so true and you know each year we meet new versions of ourselves we grow we evolve and everybody's doing that like you say so everything around us and it's it's so true that you know the, the only constant we have is change and we have to really flow with that and, and learn in that letting go and surrendering stage and it's hard like I think no human can sit here and be like oh my god that's so easy to do like it's it's hard to really surrender and trust and allow ourselves to be led wherever we're going but it's like you say when you're going with the wave it's so much easier than when you're going against the wave and allowing yourself to be held by the universe by your higher self by whatever mm. you relate to so um yeah so, so yeah true. I think that and, and there's a you know there's something to be said about faith there um you know having the faith that things will turn out okay no matter what in the end um but also about and I know there's a lot of people and a lot of things happen in life that are really horrible but and you know those things when change happens in a bad way you it's not a nice thing and it will take time to get over that but knowing that it will be okay in the end is mm. is really important and learning to love change makes us less rigid as well mm, absolutely absolutely so my last question to you today Mira is what is one piece of life advice that you'd like to leave my listeners with what is one piece of life advice well the first thing is what we just mentioned which is change I think that's a really important one life advice I think be I know it sounds like, I'm sure you've heard it before, but being true to yourself and trying to constantly find out what that means. What is your true, what is being true to yourself mean? What is the inner authentic self that is you? And that question, when you're meditating or you're walking or whatever you're doing, who am I? And that question is a really, really wonderful. There, there is no answer. But it's a really great question to just keep asking yourself because it will put different perspective on your life. Um, who are you? Are you the soul? Are you this body? Are you beyond that? Are you in the process of living 10 lives? You know, what, what, what journey are you on? And asking yourself that question opens up that spiritual journey as well. Mm. So, so finding out who you are, being true to that, being your true authentic self, and asking that question, who am I? Love that. Love that. Thank you, Mira. Powerful. So where can my lovely followers and listeners find you if they want to know more about your work? Um, I'm mainly on Instagram, which is at Mira Manek, M-I-R-A-M-A-N-E-K, and at Chai by Mira, which is my chai brand, at 
C-H-A-I-B-Y-M-I-R-A. Um, and my website for my chai brand is chaibymira.com where you can find all the different chais. And um, I also am on other socials, um, Facebook, Twitter, at Mira Manic. Um, and that's basically it. And um, where can we get your two books as well? My two books, Saffron Soul and Prajna, are available on Amazon and on my Chai website as well. So you can find them in both places. Um, you'll get signed copies if you get, get it from Chai by Mira. Awesome. And I will, of course, put links to all of Mira's work in the description below so you can have some really easy, accessible links as well to all of that. But thank you so much, Mira. Honestly, it's been such a pleasure having you here today. I've learned tons from this, so I'm sure everybody listening has learned loads as well. So thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you. Thanks so much. And um, wonderful being here. So thank you so much guys for joining me for another one of my podcast episodes today. I really hope you've enjoyed Mira and I's conversation. As always, you can find a clickable link to Mira's work and anything else mentioned in the description below. And if you want to find out anything more about myself, my coaching or any of my free offerings I have to offer, like my videos, etc., you can find it all at emmamumford.co.uk. So thank you so much guys for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget you can join me in my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls. I hope you have a fantastic week, whatever you're up to, and I'll see you all in my next podcast episode, which will be next week. Lots of love, guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.